journey. It's time to talk with Liz and Peter. Good morning, my love. Good morning, my love. Good morning. 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 So, what are we talking about? Long-term health issues. Okay. That makes sense in light of what happened this past weekend. Tell us what happened this past weekend. So I got a wild hair and decided that I wanted to do some yard work. And I just started doing yard work with the rake and uh, what was I doing? Oh yeah, I was clearing out a little bit of brush so that I could reinstall a tiny fence. And as I was, was bent over sweeping vigorously and felt a twinge in my back, like a pang of pain, and I have a history of having lower back issues, and I didn't think that I needed to stretch before sweeping with the broom, but they were vigorous sweeps, apparently. <laughs> the most vigorous and, sweeps. And uh, now it's been three nights, no, two nights, and both of those nights I have not been able to sleep because every time I change position, my back sends a shoot of pain to my brain and that sucks so yeah so that's what happened this weekend and i've just been like laying around with my legs kind of elevated that sort of thing can't really do a whole lot trying to walk as much as i can because being completely immobile is not the greatest thing for a hurt back it's kind of weird to make a back get better you almost have to exercise mm -hmm. but in the right way so you said standing helps Standing helps. Standing helps. Light stretching helps. Walking definitely helps. It's the sort of thing where if I get warmed up, then I don't want to warm back down, like cool down. Mm -hmm. Because if I cool down, then my back gets tight and I'm less mobile and less flexible and more in pain. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this all started back when I was in, I think it was eighth grade. I was playing basketball, and me and a guy went for a loose ball at the same time. We both jumped, and he kind of half landed on me, and it caused my back to get wrenched in a, a not great way. And no doctor's ever been able to tell me exactly what is wrong with my lower back. I've seen probably half a dozen different doctors over the years about it, and none of them know exactly what's going on. So yeah, so basically now, since then, about once every year or so, maybe once every 18 months, I will just have a, a blown out back moment for whatever reason, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Could be, man, I can't remember what some of the other things were, but shoot, just... Playing basketball in California? Oh yeah, yeah, got derped up there. Um, yeah, sometimes it's while playing sports, but then sometimes it's super mundane, like sweeping with a broom yeah does it always correlate to stretching and or how much or how little you've stretched yeah pretty much pretty much all the time and also just my general fitness level at any given time it seems like the more in shape i am the less i get injured but and that that's partially because one of the things that causes you to have weakness in your back and lower back problems is weakness in your core overall like your back is having to do more work to for everything but if you just had a strong core you would just be a, a lot better off so 
So maintenance of this long-term health issue is working out and stretching regu- like daily. Or, oh, yeah, daily. Or yeah. multiple times a week, at least. Yeah, at least. So, so, yeah, so that's my thing. Lower back really giving me some problems. I might eat some ibuprofen here in a little while. Um, How long does it tend yeah. to last? Oh, man. When I was... When was that that I was, like, completely laid up? I think it was, like, 2011, 2012. No, it was, like, 2012, 2013. I, we were off work for, like, a week because of Christmas. And I basically just laid on the couch for a week, like, with my legs in the air. But that one was real bad. I can't remember what happened there. Something, oh, it was related to basketball. Um, but, yeah, so I'm looking at, like, a week or so of being kind of derped up. Mm-hmm. And that's if I don't derp it up more doing something else. Gotcha. Yeah. How so. does it? So when you're when you haven't had like an injury that triggers the back pain, are you in pain on? In general. No, no. Normally it's just tight. You know, it's just sort of like oh, I can feel it. Like I need to stretch. You know, not pain in any way. Not not those twinges and pangs. It's more like, just stiff. Okay. So like on any given day. It's more just like, oh, I can feel the stiffness, like time to stretch. Yeah. Like, oh, I better stretch my back. Right. But like when you've had an accident or something happened, like with the vigorous sweeps. Vigorous sweeps. Vigorous sweeps. I just like saying that. Um, Then it's like more of like that pain sensation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I have a question. Yep. Are there any foods or, or ways of sleeping that affect your back? I've noticed that if I sleep on my side, the orientation of my hips really depends, like really determines how my back's going to feel. Mm-hmm. If I have my hips open in the least, my back is going to feel fucking horrible. Hips open as in laying on your back? Like say, say I'm laying on my, <clears throat> say I'm laying on my side. If I turn inward, more and kind of like go from laying on my side to being almost on my stomach Mm -hmm. you know the hips turning in that way gotcha yeah so i think that's pretty much it as far as my back is concerned do you have anything that's like long term in terms of health stuff um i've always had asthma and i've always had allergies Mm -hmm. and for me, those are the most oppressive things that, like, kind of long-term have always been there. My allergies have always been, like, year-round, uh, I'm just kind of allergic to the earth type of a thing. It's not a particular thing I'm allergic to. They can be seasonal, but it really is truly year-round. Just, like, low-grade allergies. I'm when I was little, they would kind of flare up more where I'd get hives and things like that. But I've learned to just like pop a Zyrtec, keep it moving. Um, so that those flare up nearly every day, but it's not a big deal. And well, also living with cats, I imagine. So when we first got the cats, I'm a, so I am allergic to cats, but when we first got them, it was do you remember how brutal that was? It was like I had the flu. Like, yep. I was laid up on the couch, going through tissue boxes, eventually just rolls of toilet paper around me because my nose was a faucet. And 
just like sneezing and coughing and it was really bad for a few several weeks and then my body got adjusted to them and I no longer had that response to them whatsoever unless I get their hair in my eyes but I just thought that was pretty cool how my body adapted to the cats um so yeah allergies cat allergies and then my asthma has always existed as well I remember it from childhood like gym class I just remember losing breath very easily when we would run and things like that having to get an inhaler being basically told that it would last my entire life and that I would need to kind of always have a maintenance inhaler which I have uh, we currently live with your mom and sometimes it gets a little bit exacerbated because she smokes cigarettes and so in the winter time when we keep the window shut the my um, asthma can flare up more but in the spring and summer when the windows are open it's not nearly as as noticeable um, but yeah I just I use an inhaler almost every other day I use allergy meds every day and those are kind of like my long-term things I guess I also have bipolar disorder which I suppose counts as like a long-term health concern certainly take medication for that that really allows me to function at a baseline level of health uh, and that's going to be for the rest of my life which was daunting to hear when I was diagnosed in my early 20s just to know like I will be taking a pill every day forever it's or not, multiple pills or multiple pills yeah right now it's two two pills to manage my mood it is not daunting in a stigma way like I wasn't worried about like the stigma of taking meds every day for the rest of my life it was more like the actual doing of it mm -hmm. the functional am I going to remember this for the rest like do I have to do this task every day it's much less oppressive as I got older I just got used to it mm -hmm. and I'm able to take them every day without fail most most days but in my early 20s it was very inconsistent how I would take my medication so it, they didn't work as well, obviously. Got to be consistent. Got to be consistent. You can't just do it's that willy-nilly. It's kind of like you're stretching, right? It's mm -hmm. like maintenance. Got to be consistent. When you don't, you're more susceptible to flare-ups. And I feel like that's how my bipolar is. When I'm not consistently, it's not just my medication that I have to do to manage it. I have to um, get really, really good sleep because sleep affects mood so strongly. I have to try to eat well. I have to try to work out. Um, even just mild amounts of working out, like going for short walks um, regularly. I have, I've been taking fish oil supplements. Um, I try to limit my intake of alcohol. Really anything that can affect my mood, except caffeine. I love caffeine. I, yeah, no, that's always happening. But yeah, so even in addition to meds, I have to do some maintenance. So yeah, those are kind of my long-term health things. Very exciting, very exciting. Yeah. I, I think one commonality with long-term health things is that because they're long-term, a lot of the time whatever you need to do to treat them is also long-term, uh -huh. whether that be taking a pill every day or stretching every day or getting good sleep every night, that kind of thing. And that is another thing that just makes them more difficult because if you have to do something but your body doesn't necessarily have to do anything special, it just exists then you're already kind of on the defensive, kind of losing at that point because, you know, your 
forgetfulness or your willpower or something like that isn't gonna allow you to do the things unless you're very very structured very regimented like know what you're doing Mm -hmm. um have a lot of alarms set that kind of thing but yeah i just yeah i just need to be more on top of my health like as far as stretching daily and things like that stretching daily exercising daily walking daily i feel like stretching and walking have always been a part of your life as long as we've been together Mm -hmm. but it's a matter of like that consistency like Mm -hmm. you said like on just like with my taking my medicine how it needs to be like very regular to have maximum benefits Mm -hmm. so that makes sense there was one other thing that i wanted to talk about i think this conversation that we've had this little conversation that we've had about chronic illnesses highlights why we need a health system that does not penalize people for being sick because like my back issues i didn't do anything to cause my back issues i like had got into a sports related accident at one point when i was younger and then now for the rest of my life i just have to deal with something right like you didn't do anything to get asthma or develop bipolar disorder or anything like that like that's just that's just how it is right you you know and so when we have a system where if something's wrong you have to pay for it it just penalizes people for things that are out of their control and the whole of society has to go through these things Mm -hmm. you know say i had a manual labor job there's no way i would be able to go to work today right it would fucking suck i wouldn't be able to pick up packages or you know i probably could sit and drive a truck for hours on end but even then i feel like sitting is just exacerbating my issue Mm -hmm. so that'd probably just make my back worse you know but yeah that's we really need a healthcare system that does not profit off of people's misfortune yeah that would be nice that would be nice instead capitalist hellscape you know and we've talked about this before but it's just so related to power as well because i think most people would agree with you but people who are negatively impacted by the current structure of our healthcare system are like lower lower income people and you don't have the power to make the changes necessary to make it work in your favor and those who are wealthier have the means of acquiring the health care they need for long-term issues regardless of, of how insurance is structured well and there is a certain network of those who are higher on the socioeconomic ladder who actively profit off of the system being set up the way that it is correct that makes sense and so there is no incentive to change it if you can afford to work around it or if it benefits you the way it is currently structured but those people who are negatively impacted don't have the power to change it right so it's just it is what it is at this point or has been for a long time yeah good times much excited I won't tell my classic joke about what would happen if I developed stage 4 cancer or something like that, because then I'd be put on an FBI watch list. Why? Oh, it's bad. Okay, never mind. I don't want to hear the joke. I'll I'll tell it to you after we're finished recording. Okay.